I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. Okay, so today we will be um, discussing, I don't know if, if anybody here listened to the Hawkeye episode, we made a very like subtle reference to the what we're going to be discussing today, but I don't think anyone probably got it. Even if you did probably watch the most the obscure movie. reference, it's like it's like so strange. The they did they did add they did add they did an ad with it in the, in it though. It's like not even like I you know like it's not even like a relevant a reference that you would yeah it's not even relevant. Like, I don't know I don't know why we made that reference. Anyway, it's like the most random scene and the most <laughs> random line in the most random scene of this movie. So, so um, without further ado, we'll be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, so as usual, we're gonna talk for like about ten minutes or so, just non, not no spoilers, just kind of like if you haven't watched it, you can listen. Still, we'll just have our initial spoil-free thoughts about the movie and yes, and. Should you or should you not watch it and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, yeah. Campbell, you want to start? Uh, yes. So, um, I guess this is a direct sequel—not direct sequel, but it is a sequel to the first two movies. And I guess they kind of disowned the the reboot from 2016, or I think it was 2016. Yeah, I think they just kind of like forgot about that. They just decanonized on? it. It's not even. Relevant. The funny thing is, like, the Ghostbusters canon, the idea of that, like, existing is kind of funny, because... Well, any, there's a canon in anything. That's true, but, I don't know, it's, it's Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, I just, um, that's just how I'm referring to it. I don't think anybody's, uh, like, explicitly made it in canon, but I think by making this movie, they made that movie not canon. Yeah. And it is interesting, because... Obviously, the first Ghostbusters, it's it's much it's very much a comedy. Um, same thing with the second one. Um, whereas this one, it's definitely comedic. There's it's still quite funny, but I think it's kind of leaning more on the uh, kind of like the sci-fi elements. I mean, not heavily on the sci-fi, obviously, but it it definitely has a different feel than the first two. You'd agree with me, right? Yeah, I would agree. Like the feel is just different. It's more. Um, uh, there's more of an adventure and like a mystery kind of thing. And there's more like kind of dramatic uh, yeah. stakes with the characters and their relationship with um, the Ghostbuster, or what? At least their relationship to a particular Ghostbuster. There's more drama going on there. So yeah, uh, it is interesting because it doesn't really feel like a Ghostbuster, or at least it doesn't feel very akin to the the first two, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. It's got. It definitely got a different like feel to it, but I think that that was um, definitely intentional. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's definitely got a lot of callbacks, and like it's got. In ways it is. It does have a similar like feeling in some ways to the. I mean, just having mm-hmm. like the same motifs in the music and um, all that kind of stuff kind of calls back to the original series. Um, and then again, mm-hmm. got the, it's the director's son, so there's obviously he's had a, he has an influence that comes through by like like he's kind of like it's a little bit of a bit of his father coming through if you could say in the movie mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't know, it's different but it's it's also the same in, in some more ways so without saying exactly like specifics so would you recommend um 
to be completely honest, I'm not really a huge fan of like the first Ghostbusters. Like I think Ooh. it's I think it's it's like fun, but I'm not like I don't love it. The second one obviously is is worse than the first one. So like me not having any really nostalgia at all for the first Ghostbusters. And I talked about this with my dad too. Like he even though he grew up in the eighties, like he doesn't have any nostalgia for the first Ghostbusters either. But just me not really having that nostalgia. Um I thought this was just like it was it was it was decent. Like it was it was everything I expected to be, and I didn't have high expectations. Um, there were definitely some good elements, but overall, I just thought it was pretty average, I will say. Like, I'm not saying it's not enjoyable, but just coming from me not being a, like, a huge fan of the original one, and a lot of the appeal of this movie being like the nostalgia, um, having that nostalgia for the original series, it just like wasn't like my favorite thing ever, you know? I just thought it was kind of, it was just a fun time, but nothing else to it. Yeah. I agree. So me on the other end, um, I grew up with these. Like we've had like the same DVD set for like years. I remember a time when I yeah. hadn't seen it. So like for me and especially dad and my siblings, it was def- I could def- I would definitely say that like speaking for all of us, if you would like really like the original ones, th- it doesn't really lean into the second one. That it doesn't really. Met- I don't think it really references the second one at all. But if you like the originals. Oh, no. Um, I would definitely recommend uh, seeing this one because it's definitely like a super solid like sequel, and it definitely like caters to like the nostalgia and and just kind of like it, it's just it's just a, definitely like a really like, like it's a really fun, really fun movie. So I have heard a lot of comparisons of this movie to The Force Awakens, um, in how it kind of tries to or in which kind of fan service and nostalgia is kind of interwoven within the screen the screenplay or it's oh. embedded within the screenplay um which obviously there's some kind of negatives in there um but i will say although there's a lot of that going on i think it's still a solid like it still kind of stands on its own you know it doesn't just it doesn't solely rely on that like the plot doesn't solely rely on that the characters are still interesting in of themselves yeah although i will just say like um, you know how, uh, the, the, with the Force Awakens, there's this kind of like emphasis on, you know, like you care more about, or at least within the sequel trilogy, you care more about the original characters and the new characters that they're introducing, except for um, Kylo Ren. Except for Kylo Ren, there is kind of the sense in this movie where it's kind of like all the 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 characters that we're dealing with now, they're all focused on the older characters, so like if the, all their attention is diverted on the older characters, it kind of just intrinsically makes them less interesting. Yeah. But, um, otherwise, though, they're still, like, I still think the lead, um, I, for, I think the actress's name is McKenna Grace as the, the main character. I thought she was really solid. Um, yeah. She was, a, she was a fun character, and she, I think she was a, actually a really strong lead for the movie. Like, um, she carried a lot of it, um, which, I, which I thought was pretty good. So are you? Is that that's the that's the the girl, the main yes, younger the, girl, the main char- main character, the girl. Yeah, I think she actually carries a lot of like the dramatic weight of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think she is. Um, I think she, because of her character, the film kind of is able to hold or stand on its own. I think, and yeah. not fully rely on that nostalgia factor. Great. Um. Before we get too deep into everything, I'd say um, 
Uh, yeah, like like I said, I think it's definitely like I was very satisfied with like the references and kind of seeing everything um, fall back to the originals. And um, I mean, just for me, because I like I'm a really big sucker for like s- like scores and stuff like that, for, like the music. I really enjoyed the fact that they brought back the original motifs and stuff from the um, original movies. I know I'm repeating myself, but I I just wanted to round out like that was one of the most interesting things. For me, and the funny thing is, like, I didn't um, pick up on any of that because I just don't remember. The, like, the score is not what's known. Like, people don't know the original movies for the score. It's the soundtrack. It's the it's the Ghostbusters theme song. That's yeah. kind of the, the iconic thing. I did rewatch Which, the first two before this, so. And it, it does seem fresh. to me like in the world of this movie, this Ghostbusters Afterlife movie, it doesn't feel like the Ghostbusters theme song would exist. Like I don't know if you, I'm, what I'm saying is kind, is kind of, um, I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but I understand. Again, I think I got it's you. Like, it's just a whole different feel to it, you know, from the the original too. Like it doesn't seem like that original Ghostbusters. I mean, does it play at all in the movie? I don't think I even remember. It was in the it was in the credits. It was in the credits. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like that song would exist within the diegetic world of the movie of this movie, the the sequel. Yeah. Um. So again, it, yeah, it, it just feels it feels very different. It's a little more, but, more serious. Yeah, but I like how it's kind of trying to, uh, or it's it's just interesting how it's trying to change up the tone and everything, and yeah. still relate it to the original two films. Yeah, yeah, I will say it, it is a little it like it's not scary. It's not a horror movie. But there is a little bit more, um, like there are a lot. There's a little bit more like, I'd like tension. I guess. Um, this is the most perfect move I've seen all year. I'm I'm completely, completely honest. You were this you, is honestly Campbell was peeing his pants. Yeah, I was. I had to close my eyes at a few moments too. He was very scared. He was crying at one point. Don't take your children to see this. <laughs> that was a joke. Act, that would probably be a good. Idea. Oh, that one kid that was sitting behind us. Oh, was he like? What was? What were they doing? Were they like, like talking or something? Or were you not paying attention? I, I remember something happened. I don't remember exactly what happened though. Like I that remember... girl just kept that little girl just kept talking, and she's like, "I need to go to the bathroom. I'm hungry." And she just kept whining about everything. I was like, In that I case, was like, shrunk back. Your child. Yes, it was so annoying. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I guess we can get into she like she should have went to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I think we can move on to spoiler section now been about 10 minutes okay so if you haven't seen ghostbusters afterlife um and you want to do that and don't want to get it spoiled go ahead and do that because we're about to discuss in uh three two one go. and if you spoil this movie the spoiler busters will go out and, okay. and bust you okay <laughs> don't um, spoil the end game okay ew. i love how okay hold on side note i love how like they were so big on like not spoiling stuff and then recently, whenever there's like a TV show or something, they'll just like post spoilers on their social media. I know, media. I know. Like, like Marvel, they don't have it. They do not care at all now. It's so funny. I know. It's um, like as soon as Loki and Hawkeye and all that. Stuff, I mean, Loki and WandaVision and all that were done. They like just started posting like screenshots all over the place. Yeah. Um. Oh. Anyway. Um. I, can we t- let's? I want to start off. Oh, I mean, I don't know where. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I, I figure we can start off talking about the cast. Yeah, so um, I think the characters are actually pretty strong. 
they're not like the most interesting, but they definitely hold their own. Especially McKenna Grace is the main girl. I think her name's Phoebe. Mm-hmm. She was definitely the strongest part of the movie for me. Um, um, who else was there? Uh, oh, Finn Paul Wolfhard. Rudd. Okay, I guess we talk about Paul Rudd. Um, based on the marketing, I thought he was going to be a lot more like prominent in the movie, but he's just kind of like a side character, and he's this, the comic relief. But I thought. Just based on the marketing, I thought he was going to be like one of the main characters, but he really wasn't. So that kind of took me by surprise. But I think it worked. I think it worked. Yeah, I think it's a good thing too. And the cool thing about Paul Rudd is like his his presence is very comforting, you know, in any movie. So he's just <laughs> just kind of this like likable, this likable dude. So. Yeah, I know. And like him being so, like the what do you call it? Summer school teacher is like very, I don't know, very fitting. Yeah, he just kind of brings this nice presence to any any movie he's in. So he's always a, a plus. Uh, I agree. Jamoka. Red Velvet. Blue Velvet. <laughs> now, I think, I don't know if we talked about, did we talk about this in the Hawkeye episode? Like, how many people watching that scene, whenever he says Blue Velvet, think of, like, the, the David Lynch movie Blue Velvet? Probably no one, but... That's just yeah, the... we were dis- we were trying to t- we were discussing like what the overlap is between David Lynch fans and the Ghostbusters fans. Ghostbusters fans. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's probably... not too big of a leap. Not too big because I think Ghostbusters came out in '84, Blue Velvet came out in '86, but like, I don't know. I just wonder how many people in like in the theater whenever he said that thought, "Oh, there's a movie." Blue yeah, Velvet. I know. I don't know. Probably no one. I think we're just being crazy. But that's like... <laughs> stupid. Anybody listening right yeah, now that they're... hasn't seen that is like yeah, they're so probably rolling their eyes. Yeah. Um, Anyways, anyway, yeah, so Paul Rudd. Yes. Finn Wolfhard. You kept Finn Wolfhard. every time he. You kept. I kept looking at you, and you kept cringing. Um, Finn Wolfhard, the dollar store Timothy Chalamet, as I like to oh, call him. Oh, that was a, that was. A... <laughs> that can go on record, okay. Sorry, Finn Wolfhard. I'm sorry. No, uh, I think I'm just so used to seeing him in, in kind of that leading role in Stranger Things. So it's kind of weird seeing him in a side role where he doesn't really—he's not that complex of a character. But he's fine, I guess. He kind of reminds yeah. me of my cousin. That's what I thought. Like that's, that's terrible. <laughs> How's that sorry, terrible? He's—he's—he's a, he's a, he's a hero. He—he he helps drive the car and stuff. What yeah? What about him reminded you of Price? I hope you were listening. I don't know. Just his mannerisms just reminded me of Price, and Price also has <laughs> a younger sister. So just kind of like his relationship with the sister, I thought was kind of similar. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's uh, that's kind of irrelevant, but yeah, I thought he was fine. He, uh, again, dollar store Timothy Chalamet. What but... was the thing? I remember you like there was a part where you kind of like you basically. I thought you almost got out of your seat. Like what was what oh. we were right to do? Oh. What was that? Was it in reaction to a scene? Or was it something you said? I can't remember. Like, I think you said something, and I'll, it's either you said something or, like, something happened, and then I got, like, I was oh, trying to be funny. Oh, I, don't I don't remember, remember what, what it was. It was. Oh, maybe it'll come to me. We, yeah. were, we were having fun. We, I kept making jokes while we were in the... <laughs> I promise you guys, we weren't disrupting, unlike that, unlike yeah. that child in the back. We were being courteous audience members as always um who else was there of note besides the return of the original cast twin peaks the return okay i know we got oh yeah we got um 
Carrie Coon as the, the mother, right? Yeah. And I thought she also did it. I think her, I think she was a bit kind of one-dimensional and corny at the beginning. Yeah, but me too. But I think by the end, her and the, the main girl, McKenna Grace, I think, again, they were the emotional core of, of the movie. And they kind of brought that dramatic element to it. So I exactly. appreciate her at the end, but I didn't, at the beginning, I thought she was just kind of like, I hate my father. I don't like my dad. He left us with this place. Like, just complaining the whole time. But um, He just I left us. He just left us, the dirt farmer, with whatever. <laughs> but no, I, 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 my thoughts changed. I, I think she's a good character. Did, did you know that, like, Egon was, like, her dad the whole time? Um, yeah, because, like, you said, at the beginning, okay, so the film begins with, like, this guy that's running through this, this abandoned place, and he's obviously a Ghostbuster, one of the original ones, and then he, something happens, that's not how he died, right? He was just trapped that in is. a ghost. Oh, that is how he died? The ghost killed him. Oh, see, I didn't, okay, I didn't pick up on that then. So I guess he gets killed by ghosts. But then I remember you leaned in, and he was like, or you told me, like, oh, I think that's Egon. And then by then, I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then it makes sense that she's the, the daughter, yeah, so. Yeah, I've, yeah, and I've, she, I've like, has the same glasses and everything, too, and, like, kind of acts like him. Yeah, the granddaughter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's main, what I meant. Main, yeah, she kind of is kind of like a surrogate Egon, sort of. I really like what they did, like, kind of homage to Earl Ramis. Peace. Um, yeah, I remember your dad said that that was like Stanley Tucci. That yeah, was, I, I didn't notice that. that. Was. He was not. He was not credited. So I don't think that was actually Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I didn't that, think it either. Yeah. Um, I wonder who it was. I don't know if it was anyone. It kind of looked very. It looked very like digitized. So. Like they might have just gotten an old image of him and kind of like it looked just like him. I guess. Yeah, it kind of looked like a video game. Well, I mean, my point is that, like, it didn't look like it was somebody else acting like him. Yeah, true. Like, you know, in, in Rogue One, like, Grandma Tarkin kind of looks... Actually, no, he kind of looks like a, a video game as well. Well, Princess yeah, Leia, like, kind of like Princess Leia. Like, Princess Leia, like, you could tell it was supposed to be Princess Leia, but it looked like like a lookalike kind of thing. It, it, yeah, the, yeah. Beyond didn't look like a lookalike. He looked like like a... Like you said, a video game, but it looked like they were trying to make him look like... He looked original. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, that's true. So, um, I do agree. Um, I did not expect all the Ghostbusters to come in at the end. When after after um, what's his name, Ray? Oh, answered the phone. I thought he was going to be the only original one besides Egon. I did not expect Bankman and all of them to come in at the end. So that was like super cool for me. Did you know that? Did you know that they're going to be in it? Um, I didn't know they were all going to be in it. Oh, because I think I like I read before I watched it like a while ago. I read somewhere like Bill Murray saying he was going to be in it, so I kind of uh-huh. just assumed they would be in it. But I didn't know they'd have like a big role and come back like that. Like I didn't expect it to oh. be like that. And so like after the after it got to a certain point, I was like, oh, I guess they're not going to be like after they weren't in like the beginning as like a cameo or something. Like Ray was, mm-hmm. I was assuming that they just weren't going to be like in it, or they might just be at the end in like a small part. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting them to like come out of nowhere. I thought that was, that, that was neat. I like, really like that ending. Hey, what, what are we doing right now? 
Like, what are we oh, talking about? Oh, gosh. On? We missed the, the, the character. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. I, I, that's, I, maybe that's what you got up in. Uh, I think so, that was. Because I remember reading some review being like, there's a, there's a character in this movie named Podcast. And I thought it was a joke, but uh, I guess not. That's so um, funny. There is a character in this movie named Podcast. Podcast um, was kind of funny. I thought he was, he was funny. He, I, he wasn't annoying. I thought he was actually very funny. He does um, this paranormal. He does this paranormal and, and like um, conspiracy yeah. theory podcast. And then uh, Dan Aykroyd is his one subscriber. On That's the- great. That was great. That was that was funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else we talked about. Paul Rudd. Um, There's a random J.K. Simmons. Uh, oh my gosh! Cameo, That's me. That's like, out of. I told you during it, and you didn't even realize. That was just so weird, and it was like he didn't even do anything either. It's and it's not even like you were made to realize it was him. Yeah, like, like, they didn't like exactly. they didn't frame it like it was like oh man that's J.K. Simmons like they didn't frame it to be like you're you're supposed to like recognize this as a celebrity cameo you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean they covered him in a huge beard and all that kind of stuff, and he like his, he, it's on his face for only probably like ten seconds before you like it goes not even probably you know what I mean? It's just kind of random. But I thought it was fun. I mean, I thought it was that was kind of like funny. Like, what the heck? They just shoved him into this movie, and I, I didn't even uh-huh. realize it fully until like he started talking. I'm surprised you didn't notice it at first. Yeah, because you were the one that told me. Right? I didn't notice. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? I, oh, the other thing. I thought it was again back to like it was kind of. I mean, it was basically this. It was the same villain as the original, which I thought was interesting. Um, I had no idea what they were going to do with terms of like villains or whatever, because they really didn't reveal much in the um, trailers in terms of like who the, exactly the bad guy was going to be. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I really think that's where the continue. I, yeah, I think that's where the Force Awakens comparisons come in because it's basically just the same one as the first one, the yeah. same, uh, the same ending. Although there's there's more kind of more stakes in the ending here, or there's more dramatic power in the ending in this film rather than the first one but yeah it essentially is the same ending yeah so kind of it's a little bit of a disappointment but it's whatever i i think i'd rather i don't know i I think that was i'd rather them do that than like have like a care a villain that we don't really like care that much about i I think it's good i I think they in the it considering they did that i think they did it as good as they could with like in terms of reusing villain like i think they did it they could in terms of like making it slightly different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, okay, like they didn't completely just, copy. Yeah, yeah. I think they incorporated into the the main conflict with accepting like her family. Yeah, um, that that kind of conflict they incorporated that into that conflict. So I think they did that pretty well. I did read here. It says Harold Ramis posthumously appears. Um, it's and it's via archival clip, clips and photos taken from the original two films. Um, oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, they they do show like the clips of him from the original, uh, from the original, right? Like it's like a outtake or something at the end. They, yeah, the it's just an thing. unused scene. Okay, and then, yeah, and it says that there's there are body doubles that, um, that portrayed him. So I, I guess like, that was digital then. I guess the body doubles were like in the beginning, and then I guess someone says he posthumously appears via 
archival clips and photos. That's kind of the end. So I guess his like appearance as like the old ghost guy. I think that was all digital. Huh. That's really cool how they can do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did like that. It was, I didn't expect that. And remember we, I was like, we got to check for an end credit scene. And you all were like, Oh my gosh, it's my dad was like, it's not a Marvel movie. And then there ended up being two. Yeah. That's kind of funny. So if you didn't, if you're listening and didn't stay, there are, there were two, um, end credit scenes. The first, what was the first one? Uh, it was like a a callback to the first one where he's, she's Sigourney Weaver's doing the little, uh, cards. That was funny. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, and the last one was like really, it was like extended, and it was it was pretty long. It was uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray? No, Winston. No, 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 Winston. Winston, yeah, Winston, and he was like, um, it's like he, the receptionist. He yeah, he's like a successful businessman now, and then they reveal that he bought back the, um, the firehouse, and then you kind of have like a. The Ghostbusters will return type moment. So I don't know what that's that's uh, leading to, but the Ghostbusters will return. And then like they have that clip at the end of um, Egon talking to um, the receptionist lady and like giving him that. Um, what, I don't, what did she give him? He give her. I think he gave like her a, something some, like jewel. It's like jewelry or something. Yeah, it was like a ring or something. I can't remember, but it was that was really sweet. Um, the one ring to rule them all. Oh, remember when she found the Snickers, the or no, the Crunch wrapper? Oh, in his Egon's pocket. Yeah. Apparently, like if you watch the first movie, right after they get, because I saw a clip on after I watched this, it was really freaky. I got like twenty, like I've I've been getting so many Ghostbusters TikToks. I've never gotten a TikTok of Ghostbusters before. That's Um, weird. But there was one um, scene in the original movie where um, Bankman gives Egon a crunch bar because he's like, "Oh, you earned it" or something. I don't. I think it was in the first one. I don't remember. Um, that's but he gave him a crunch wrapper, a crunch bar, and like, like, I guess that that's a nod to the original that that was the same wrapper from Crunch Bar. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I thought like the settings the set were pretty well put together. I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, now that I'm like just thinking about things to to um, discuss. I, like, the basement was cool with all his equipment scattered around, and I thought it, it was neat seeing all the props from the original movies, kind of like um, basically like remastered to look cooler, and like seeing the proton um, blasts be like more realistic, and and then even just seeing yeah. like, the, the demon dogs and um, Gozer be like more fleshed out. And like basically HDified, you know what I mean? No pun with deified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I will say the the setting was interesting. Um, it's definitely. I think the setting definitely also has to do with why it feels so different from the first two because the first two are so uh, kind of intrinsically tied to the city of New York. That like New York's kind of the 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 i don't know the like bubble. almost there? like a bubble it's like new york's kind of like the fifth ghostbuster of the ghostbusters <laughs> if that makes sense like i don't know it's just like when i think of ghostbusters, it's it's, it's, like, it's it, like an essential part yeah it's very much tied to new york city um and it's but in both i think is it is the the reboot also set in new york city or is it just set somewhere else 
It is. It is in New York. Yeah, so I feel like the fact that this wasn't set in New York did kind of contribute to it not feeling like a Ghostbusters movie. But I think for what they're trying to do, it makes sense um, why it yeah. wasn't set in New York. But yeah, I think yeah, the setting is also another reason why I don't feel like like the Ghostbusters theme song exists in this universe. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think they what the design the story, was too nice for the story they're going for. It makes sense though, where um, it's more focused on kind of Egon going, he, he leaves the Ghostbusters and then he, um, he kind of ditches them and, uh, it's focused on like, you know, his descendants. So exactly. Yeah. I think it, it fits with what they're trying to do. And I, I think it was cool how, um, I don't know. Oh, I will say there is a nod to the, there, the one reference that I caught from like the second movie is that, they, that, um, in the second movie, they, I don't know if you remember, but, um, Ray and owns after they like because they split up after the first one and it's like a five year mm-hmm. time jump and Egon's doing like psychological research. Uh, Venkman's got like that TV show and then Ray and um, Winston are kind of like doing their own thing and Ray also owns like a an eclectic bookshop on, on New York City. Yeah, yeah. And it's in that it's in the second movie that they introduce that and in the th- in uh, Afterlife it, when she calls him that's where he is. He's sitting at the desk. Um, yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. And that's where the original, like, I guess that's where the phone is. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was interesting. That was the only thing that kind of referenced to the, uh, original one, but considering they were like using the same villain from the first one, it makes sense that they didn't really have a, mu- a major connection to the second movie. Um, oh, no. I don't know. It was just, it was just, it was even better. Oh no. What? Connor. Remember the, the credit song that played at the end that was really Oh cringy? no, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I know. Guess who it was performed by? I don't, I'm scared. It's performed by McKenna Grace. No! I guess, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I know. Oh, Anyways, yeah, keep going. That was, that, that was kind of random. Oh gosh, I don't even know where I was. <laughs> Um, oh, watching, having, so Samantha also watched, um, with us, um, and she hadn't, she hadn't seen them. Um, so the week before, so we watched it last Wednesday. And so the week before that, um, that Friday Mm -hmm. I watched the first one and then that Saturday we watched the second one. And then I told her, don't even think, consider this 2016 one. So seeing them with her. And having it, fr- the original ones, fresh in my mind for this one made yeah. it like ten times better. Hmm. Yeah, because like it's all that. the references and all the nods were like clear. Like I didn't, I don't think I missed anything. Like, and I found myself like laugh, like kind of like laughing to myself. Like, oh hey, that's funny. Like that that was I remember that in the first one, or I remember that in the second one. Um, even the little things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't I mean? I've, I've, was there something about the tw- the Twinkie in this? Did did um? I feel like there was a nod back to the Twinkie from the first movie. I can't remember. Um, there might have I think been. I think Finn Wolfhard's character found it might have found an old Twinkie or a Twinkie wrapper or something like that inside the Ecto one, but I mm-hmm. can't I can't recall. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. What about that girl? What about the girl at the diner? I feel like she was other another like thrown in like she's not a she's not a like main character but she's not like a background character. 
She's a any thoughts? She's a love, she's a love interest. I'm not really. I mean, her dad is shocker. So. Oh yeah, I did. That was, I was maybe <laughs> that honestly might have been the thing you were cringing at too. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. It wasn't. Oh wait. Was, you go ahead. Break down. We got to break down the scene where Paul Rudd goes to a Walmart. And oh yes. Is shopping. The amount of product placement in this is pretty uh, heavy. Pretty egregious. Pretty atrocious. And it's very, it's very like at points it seems like, it seems like a Walmart. Yeah, like no, that's what I literally thought they were spot. Like when they play that scene, whenever they played that as like an advertisement on TV, I literally I thought, thought it was, was like a Walmart, Walmart ad. Commercial. Exactly, like it feels so much like a Walmart ad. And I don't then, know. And I, I, I want to see. Scene. I want to see the part, the frame again, where he's walking in because the Walmart, it looks like the Holy Grail or something. Like they've got it lit up. It's like the only one in the parking lot. Like they've got it lit to the point where it seems like it just seems, it's like just perfectly framed and he's going around, he's going up and down the aisles. Jamoka. There's also no one in this Walmart. Yes. Like I get into small town at night, but like small towns at night, that's like Walmart's the place to go. And and like, (laughs) Where are the workers when this freaking like demon dog chases him like through and knocking over like tons of clothes and merchandise? And then he he kind of stops in front of a, a bunch of Baskin Robbins ice cream. And, and now, then, I wonder I, is that is that a coincidence that he worked for Baskin I, Robbins and Ant Man? I think it's very much a coincidence. I don't think they're really thinking that much into it. There would be no reason for them to make that connection. But no, we got um, we got Walmart product placement. We got Baskin Robbins product placement. Um, I don't know. We get David Lynch product placement. Which... Shut up! <laughs> I went to Walmart the other day. I couldn't find a blue velvet or the Juka. You can what? I couldn't find blue velvet or Jamoka. Uh, Baskin uh, Robbins at Walmart the other day. Um, huh. Maybe it's because I went to one of the Walmart. Have you seen the Walmart? Um, not a sponsor. Have you uh, been to one of the Walmart like markets? It's just like a grocery store. There's I one off so, of yeah. Pitt School Road. I mean, there's one off of um, 29 and Pitt School Road, kind of on the corner there. Oh, so if you're listening to this, make sure you get your groceries from the Walmart off of 29 and Pitt School Road. <laughs> this this video or this episode is definitely sponsored by uh, Walmart. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, that, I went to one of those, so maybe it's because I wasn't at the full-scale, uh, wall. Anyway, yeah, oh, I, f- and then I sent you a pic, I sent Campbell a picture, but apparently they actually have Stay Puft Marshmallows that they made. I don't know how long they've been out. I don't know if they made them specifically for this movie, but the date on the back said Ghostbusters 2020, so they obviously a thing before the movie, but I guess they have those. They had mini ones and normal-sized ones. So that's they're a thing. They're kind of like porgs. They're the porgs of the movie. They are not the porgs of the movie. Do not compare the porgs. That scene was freaking hilarious. And they're like just yeah. hey, like they, 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 the one part where he sh- like shoves the toothpick into the back of two of them and like roasts them over. Okay, yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> it got morbid like fast. And then there was the guy, there was the one of, one of the, the blender in the blender and he just exploded. Uh-huh. And didn't one of them get run over with the Roomba? Oh yeah, <laughs> it like got really dark. And the yeah, I mean back to the the Dean Daw things. So it, there's something there's something nostalgic about the original like puppets, but there was something cool about seeing them 
made out in full like um special effects. I think that was super cool. Um I will say there was one character that was missing. Can you know who that was? A returning character. The small dude. Oh, true. But I, he, I, I had a feeling he wasn't going to be in it because he left Hollywood along. I mean, I, he left Hollywood probably about ten or fifteen years ago. This is not uh, this is another character. The the receptionist? No, no, she's in it for a little. She's uh, a I do not know who you're talking about. Slimer. Oh yeah, they have the stupid uh, alternative, the Great Value Slimer. That was so stupid. I don't know why they didn't have Slimer. What, what was he called? Like Muncher Mon- or something? I don't remember what they called him. He just ate everything. Yeah. And it was Josh Gad. Bro. <laughs> I didn't really... I, I didn't even talk. How could it... That just makes it ten... I don't know. That just makes it ten times worse, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. Oh, that was no. a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Coke. I think the Coke product... Pl- there was Coke product placement in this, if I remember. Um, I think Wait, in the diner... Josh Gad was the Carnegie Mellon University. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty epic. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So what's his name going Carnegie- to Duke? Ken Jong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Carnegie- Imagine going okay, to Duke know. and then like being in a movie like The Hangover. Thanks, Senor Chang. Oh my gosh! I mean, power, more power to him. I mean, he hadn't spoke there a couple of. Yeah, the, convic- convic- the convocation. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off track. Huh. Um, oh, I'm trying to think what else. What else is there to uh, mention? Um. I mean, we can, break, like, we can talk about the final, like the final scene, like the final, like the climax, like the biggest, like the final battle and final scene. The the battle of the Black Gate, and when uh, they're about to destroy the ring. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, they reveal like this guy's, uh, his uh, Egon's farm is actually just a giant trap, and then they kind of lure the the evil spirit into the trap and then they trap the trap. And, and then it doesn't the... work. It doesn't work at first. Yeah, but then the mom, like, how, how do they get, I think they kind of just work as a team because teamwork yeah. makes dream work. Yeah, they work as a team and then they say, they, uh, oh, and the original Ghostbusters come back or whatever and then they all save the day. I thought it was, so, I mean, I thought it was so nice. Like, I knew, I, I told Samantha before this because I was getting TikToks after watching the original ones and it, it's like, I'll have to send you the TikToks. They're really, they're really kind of wholesome. Um, but like I saw, I got one about like Egon. It was like somebody made an edit of him from like the original, the first two. Um, and it made him, it was so funny. Cause he, if you remember, he's so like anti simp, like so blissfully unaware, like of like social, like stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think so. Yeah. So like it made him out to be so funny. Like it was it when they in the in the edit. But I sent I told her I was like if they make a tribute to him, if they do like some big tribute to him, I'm I might just cry. And now it was like and I saw <laughs> that at the end and he comes in yeah. as like a ghost and like helps her like use the like what do you call it? The um 
I don't know what it's called. The backpack thing. Oh, I should know what the it's proton, called. The proton. The proton pack. Yeah, when he comes in and like uh, helps her use it. Super, super sweet. Um, and it is in tribute to him, right? Like it says, like for Harold Ramis, I think at the yeah, end. Yeah, for Harold, it says yeah. at the end. Um, yeah, I did. So. I did tell you. Well, I guess I could tell you. I have a bunch of interesting facts about uh, the original Ghostbusters. I guess I could share. Wait, did we already do that in the the Ghostbusters episode? I feel like we did that. Unless what do you mean? Facts. Like, didn't we oh, like just? We kind of did, but but I have new ones from uh, the. Oh okay. So on Netflix, there's a documentary called the the called the movies that made us. Um, and it's basically it's mostly like '80s movies because that's kind of like it's kind of gearing towards like nostalgia of like um, Gen X and stuff like that. But it's still definitely interesting. It's got Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing, Back to the Future, um, Ghostbusters, obviously, like a bunch of different things. Um, but I watched the, I also Dude. watched the Ghost. 1984. Okay, never mind. Keep going. I watched the episode for Ghostbusters the day before we saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, yeah. And they have, like, some really cool, like, stories about how movie all that. And um, the one of the first ones they said was, so Columbia make, made Ghostbusters. And yeah. um, apparently, I think I, t- I, I told you this, but Coke, for a little while, was, like, like bought Columbia. And apparently, like, they, like, they didn't obviously they didn't know how to make movies or how to produce movies, so it was really hard. To, Columbia? I don't know. That's so stupid. I think it was a publicity stunt, or it was like it was like it, they didn't really care about the movies or anything. So for a little while, for like the first two months, it was really hard to like do get anything done because they weren't wouldn't let them do anything and wouldn't give them like any money. Um, yeah. And event, but eventually they backed out. Um, what's another? Oh, Ooh. the original script. Which I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people forget, but I sometimes forget that like Dan Aykroyd is the one that the main one that came up with this whole story. And apparently the first one was supposed to be like way out of left field. Like there was supposed to be in the future. It was like it was supposed to be set in the future and be really heavy sci fi. And they were supposed to be like in spaceships. And there were, and apparently the Ghostbusters were like, not unique. Like apparently Ghostbuster was as common in this reality was as common as like a plumber or something. So like they were going sounds around like, and like, I, like it was, a, um what is it? Fahrenheit four fifty one where it's like the the fireman it's I like, never mind, that's a bad comparison. I haven't read but, that. Yeah. You have? I haven't. Oh well it's basically like there's a it's a set in the future and the firemen their job is to like Burn down books. Okay. Oh, it's like okay. Com- yeah. It's like, a com- it's like a commonplace thing. Yeah, it's like a kind of weird comparison, but yeah, I see what you mean. So, uh, that okay. would be interesting, I guess. If if if. But like, yeah, when that- they he, when he he took that to um, Ivan Reitman, the original director, the, the yeah. father of who did this one, and he, and that di- yeah. the director was like, he was like, yeah, we're gonna need to uh, tone this down a little bit because <laughs> like, it would have been way that, too much. That would be a totally different movie. Yeah. But he like basically he's the Ivan Reitman's the one that came up with like kind of grounding it in New York City and making it a little bit like that juxtaposition between like gritty eighties New York and kind of and like sci fi with the ghosts and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which I think is like the coolest thing about this is it's not like it's not it's so much different than more different than um, the sci fi of the time and like the 
and the fantasy because it's not full on and it's not full on sci-fi it's still got elements of like just real life comedy uh-huh. um i mean at some point all, a lot of them also came from snl um and a lot of them had worked together already i mean the director for the original one had worked with um uh what's his name bankman's character uh actor i can't remember what his name is bill murray bill murray gosh i, just, I don't know why i blanked on that but he had worked uh bill murray and ivan reitman had worked together on like two other movies um bill murray and dan uh-huh. Aykroyd had been on saturday night live it just it's especially in the original one it at some points it feels like you're watching an snl like skit from like in like an older yeah. SNL skit, just like the humor um yeah which i thought was super cool like kind of having that all these different blend together and i mean on leading off of that a lot of dan Aykroyd's lines in the original one were improvised um huh. like they would do takes and he would just keep saying different things that he thought was funny off the top of his mind like you know the part where he they catch Slimer in the hotel? Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Like that line he yeah. came up with, it wasn't in the script. And like apparently the take before that, he said something completely different. So there's a lot of it where it's like he's just going off the top of his head. Um, That's cool. Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, they're all like really funny. And I thought it was super cool how they um, brought all these char- all these like people from Saturday Night Live and like the comedy world and just kind of threw them all together. Um, did you know, and apparently Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in the original one. Interesting. Huh? I said, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think he was, he was originally supposed to be, he was supposed to be a run of the original three. Like he wasn't supposed to be Winston. Huh? So I think he, he probably, was, he could he, honestly, I think he was supposed to be Vankman. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He could fit within Van- like his personality would kind of match Bankman's. I think sort of like they'd have to change it a little because Bill Murray's humor is kind of consistent throughout. I guess his his like like you know like he's always kind of the same character in those types of movies, and his humor is very dry. Whereas yeah, I th- I think Eddie Murphy would still fit that role, but they would just have to change the humor kind of. I agree. Apparent yeah. and a, and I another thing I know I'm, I'm I'm this is just so much information, but he um. Bill Murray was be, was so wishy washy that he they couldn't get a confirmation from him for weeks, and he never showed up to any of like the early um, practice stuff. And the day first day, it's like the day before shooting, they have heard from him. They haven't seen him. They don't even know if he's going to definitely come in to film. And he shows up day of before everybody else, ready to shoot. <laughs> Without like any like, and up until that point, they didn't even know if he was. They had no idea if he was even going to show up. That seems like a very Bill Murray thing to do. Yeah. So I, I don't want to give all of the fun facts, um, but if you are interested in Ghostbusters, just movies in general, just a little plug for that Netflix show. It's called The Movies That Made Us. It's definitely very um, interesting. I watched Forrest Gump one as well, which I found enjoyable. Um, There's a Home Alone one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. I'll have to check that out. Do they have like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something? Say that again. Do they have like Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think so. It's mostly '80s and early '90s movies. I think Die Hard's on there too. Oh, okay. So, um, that's just interesting. Like our your perspective on Ghostbusters, because again, like I have absolutely no nostalgia for the original one. Yeah. 
and I don't even really like love the original ones. So, but like you're obviously you're coming from a different place. So I, I just it's, it's interesting how uh, yeah. our perspectives are kind of different. All right, so we encountered some technical difficulties, but I think, regardless, we were basically on our way to to close, give our closing thoughts. Uh, we kind of talked, uh, we talked about what we wanted to talk about. So I think, yeah, we're about to wrap up. So Connor, what are your kind of final thoughts about Ghostbusters Afterlife? So um, yeah, I know we took a dive, we kind of diverged there at the end with um, talking about the original series, but I, I just, I don't know. It just back to what I was saying at the beginning. I think it's got that same charm. I think it's got. Um, it was, re- I think it was really funny. Um, even beyond like, I mean, that's the other thing about the original is it's like, it's not just like, it's not like kids funny. Like it's not, and it's also not stupid funny. Like I think a lot of it is very clever, um, in the way that it's, it, the humor is put. And mm-hmm. I think it had a solid cast. Um, Paul Rudd, although you did say that, um, it was not as big of a character as the, trailers may have made him out to be i think he definitely was a solid part the main girl um was really good and and i like bringing in the nostalgia from the original i think being someone that kind of grew up with the series and grew up with the characters i think i'm really like i really enjoyed it so it's i can definitely see it being something that anybody that something that someone who um had seen the originals and really enjoyed the originals, it would be something that they would really, uh, really enjoy and appreciate, especially with like having the original Ghostbusters come in at the end and, um, and having that homage to Harold Ramis. I think it was so super solid. Yeah. I think, um, as like a love letter to the original, to the original two movies, um, and also given that it's directed by Ivan Reitman's son. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it, it's, it's solid. Uh, especially if you're a Ghostbusters fan, if, if you have kind of that strong nostalgic tie to the originals, I could see it being very enjoyable again, because I'm not, I don't have that nostalgia at all for the original movies. Um, I saw it, I saw it a good time. Like it, it kept my attention and I was entertained and there were a lot of funny moments, but Overall, I just thought it was pretty average. But again, that's just coming from my uh, viewpoint. Uh, and I wanted to say, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say something. Like I had an idea, and I just forgot about it. Oh my gosh, you're good. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to remember it. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, coming from coming from a person who's like not big into Ghostbusters, I wouldn't like not recommend it to anyone. I think. It's still quite enjoyable, and I think you could, if you have like a fan, it's like a fun family movie. Um, it's entertaining, it's funny, it's, it has the heart of the, and it has some more like kind of dramatic power. So, yeah, I think it was, it was enjoyable, yeah, I, I would say, and I would recommend to anyone who's interested. Cool. What was I going to say? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I was going to say, something, but I hit it when that happens. Yeah. Um, oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Do I remember? Uh, oh yeah, I, I do remember what I was gonna say. I okay, I remember. Honestly, okay. I, personally, I don't care. I don't. I do not find myself caring if there are any more Ghostbusters movies after this. Like, I don't. I don't think there needs to be. To be I, honest, I, me what, too. What, yeah, I wanted to know your opinions on that because I just. I hope it doesn't become like some franchise and they make like tons of other movies because I just. I think this was a really nice. 
kind of epilogue if it, it kind of functions as a kind of epilogue to the the first two movies um where it doesn't it kind of is kind of as a love it functions as a, like a love letter to it exactly. it kind of wraps up it wraps up the 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 kind of the story and the the charm of the original two so again i don't care i and i kind of don't want there to be any more ghostbusters movies and i think that's what that post credit scene i think was kind of hinting at that and i really hope they don't start charting these out um what are your thoughts um yeah i totally agree um i just feel like if they did do something else with it it might just kind of um especially what like you said like the tone of this is definitely more different than the original and I think if they made another one that was kind of more like a sequel, it would kind of like almost undo kind of like the effect of this, um, of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I don't think that making a new one would necessarily like add anything to the franchise as a whole. So just as like a pretty big fan of the series, I would not agree with having another, another like sequel. So yeah, just about, I, I agree like totally. Um, so I second everything think, you were just saying. Yeah, and I think, I think now that I think of it, I think Toy Story Four. I think that's also kind of a good comparison with this movie in that. Yes. Toy Story Four definitely feels kind of like that. It doesn't. It feels kind of like the epilogue. Um, whereas mm-hmm. you know, Toy Story Three, there's substantial things happening in it. Um, it's kind of introducing new themes, but Toy Story Four very much feels like it's it's wrapping up this story. Um, and I don't, I really hope they don't make any more Toy Story movies because I think it it ended it very well. Um, yeah, so I think, and then there's, again, there's the comparisons we made to The Force Awakens and obviously The Force Awakens is kind of the first of a trilogy. Um, so if they're trying to kind of reboot this into like a franchise or kind of reboot the franchise, uh, I don't know. I I have very negative feelings towards that. So yeah, hopefully they do not attempt to do that. I guess we'll just have to. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see what what uh, happens. So, but if you you know if if they do make another one, we'll be here to discuss. Yes. Um, so, without further ado, uh, I'm Connor, and I'm Campbell, and you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks. Please be sure to follow us on social media at The Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.